Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Nerdy, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs, marketing wizards, and anyone interested in growing their business. If you're new to this podcast, my name is Christian Sigelkin, Creative Director at CoolNerds Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host Michael Venezia, the Digital Marketing Director at CoolNerds Marketing. I'm really excited because our guest on this episode is Hugh Thomas, the CEO and co-founder of Ugly Drinks. As we'll learn coming up here, Ugly is special not for what they put into their drinks, but for what they don't put into their drinks. Ugly drinks combine sparkling water and real fruit flavor without any sugar, sweetener, or calories, and not to mention the flavors are pretty unique. We spoke with Hugh about the importance of online ordering during social distancing, new flavors, and what it was like bringing his brand to the States after getting started in the UK. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm British. This isn't a put-on accent. I'm not pretending <laughs> this is the real deal. But I do live in the US. I've lived here for a couple of years now. I live in New York. Um, Ugly is uh, a global drinks company, I guess. We have a, we started in the UK. Now we're in America. Uh, I live here, and that's where our, our kind of main center of our operations is now. Uh, we are a modern water company in the sense that we're trying to make water fun and take on some of the unhealthy beverages that have been out there, whether it's soda or full sugar energy drinks. Uh, we wanted to create a, a canned you know, water business that could help people drink more water instead of drinking more bad stuff. We have, a different, we have different ranges of products right now. We have, a, I guess our core range is the regular flavored sparkling water um, products. We have a number of different flavors, uh, some classics like lemon and lime and cherry and peach, and then some more kind of crazy flavors like marshmallow and cherry cola, which we've launched recently. Uh, those products are 100% natural, no sugar, no sweetener, no calories. We also recently launched an energy range in 16-ounce cans, which is 160 milligrams of caffeine, so it will get you fired up. Uh, but again, none of the artificial ingredients, sugars, sweeteners, colorings found in regular energy drinks. And then around the start of COVID, which was good timing or weird timing, we actually launched a uh, range of plain, unflavored canned waters, so uh, still and sparkling, but obviously plastic-free, so taking on the kind of plastic water bottled industry as well. So um, that's the products. The brand Ugly stands for the ugly truth. Uh, we're trying to be a refreshingly different beverage company. We wanted to stand against the status quo. Um, that's what frustrated me and my co-founder, Joe, in the UK. We felt the same issue as here. And ultimately, we just want to help people make better decisions for the world and for them themselves. Uh, 100 million Americans are pre-diabetic. Uh, 10 million Brits are pre-diabetic, which means they're on the way to diabetes. And a huge cause of that is sugar and sweetener and artificial ingredients and beverages. Um, there is no need to be drinking, you know, hundreds of grams of sugar a day and soda. Um, and we wanted to create a brand and a product that was as refreshing just without any of the bad stuff. And so that's what we've been building for the last few years. Um, hopefully that gives you a bit of an overview. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, now, you mentioned that you started out in the UK. How long were you running things there before you decided to move things uh, over here to the States? And what was that transition like? So Joe and I started, we actually used to work for a, a U.S. beverage company called Vitacoco, which is a coconut water brand, which you might, I'm sure you've heard of in the blue cartons. Uh, we were lucky enough to spend time in this market and just became hooked on the way uh, U.S. beverage and U.S. brands are built. And Loved spending time over here, and it was always the madly ambitious goal when we were in the pub in the UK brainstorming over a few beers. And we we started in the UK whilst we were still in our job, so covertly before and after work, um, doing emails, taking meetings, um, you know, 
it was a pretty crazy process. And then obviously we left our jobs. Company turned out to be very supportive of what we were doing, which was nice, even though we'd be doing everything covertly for a year or so. And then um, that's when we really went full time. So we did the, ran the UK business for about 18 months to two years, uh, you know, fully full on building that. About 18 months in, raised some money. Part of the idea behind that money raise was let's go and do the US, which was quite early on in, I guess, most startup life cycles. And typically you see American brands going to the UK, but I don't know what it was about Joe and I just being ambitious. And I think we were we were pretty young, right? 24, 25, when we said we were going to do it. There was like, a, I guess, a youthish uh, impishness that meant we thought we could pull it off. No problem. Turns out it's extremely difficult. Um, <laughs> but I'm sat here now. So we've managed to get somewhere at least. We've been in the US about two years now. Uh, we have all of our manufacturing set up out here, which is incredibly difficult to do remotely. I managed to get a visa, which is also incredibly difficult to get, uh, given you know recent changes in that process. And um, it's just been a case of going brick by brick and figuring things out as we go. And then it's funny, two years later, if you keep, you know, the drip, drip, drip is what ultimately breaks the roof when you have a leak, right? It's the same thing for this. The drip, drip, drip of us continuing to push forward and make decisions and, and take risks has ultimately led, led us to the point where we are now where, you know, the business is pretty well established and everything infrastructure wise is there. And, you know, in many ways, too, I feel like right at the bottom of the mountain as well. So um, we've come a long way geographically, physically, um, and there's a long way to go. I was just going to say, you know, that's a fascinating story. And given that you are a unique brand in, in every way, uh, and you came to the market with this idea of, you know, drastically changing the beverage industry to to improve, you know, the options that people have. Um, did you have, you know, coming into it, you and your partner, a, a mindset? Since you do have some background in the beverage industry, did you see other things, you know, outside of the product itself, maybe in supply chain or other parts of the distribution process or getting to market process that you thought initially? You know, before you even started, oh, we want to do this a little differently as well. Um, so that's one part of the question. And then just to follow up on that, you know, ugly as a drink is just the beginning, right? You you have other ambitions in mind. Yeah. So in terms of what did we see that, you know, we thought we could do differently or inspired us to think about it differently? Obviously, uh, there's a macro trend globally away from you know, sugar and sweetener. And whilst we were working at the previous company, we could see that people were picking up coconut water as an alternative to soda, high sugar fruit juices, uh, soda, energy drinks, sports drinks. Um, but that, you know, we still felt we could go further and, you know, get people to drink more water. And so that was a big thing, I think, that, you know, when you're looking at the healthy beverage set, a lot of those healthy beverages are expensive and we really wanted to take something mainstream and to, and to as many consumers as possible. So, we worked back from price and then taking sugar out and ultimately ended up with, you know, great tasting seltzers and sparkling waters. And then the other thing that was definitely conscious of in terms of managing back from the price was uh, and also managing, I guess, the the sustainability part of it was avoiding plastic, but also producing products as close to the consumer as possible. And I think when we worked in coconut water, we were obviously had, you know, coconuts traveling around the world. We had different supply chains and I think when Joe and I were building building our plans to launch a business, we wanted to create something that could have, you know, ultimately as low a carbon, foot, carbon footprint for a for a packaged beverage uh, as possible. Our aim is to solve that, you know, solve that problem of people over drinking sugar and sweetened beverages. But 
ultimately we didn't feel like we wanted to be shipping stuff around the world or you know um, and you can you can ultimately make this in as close to consumers as possible and so that was a big thing we were very aware of and then i think the final thing i'd mention is direct to consumer was something that we started from day one so four or five years ago now we were available online across the uk and then as soon as we launched in the us we were available online across the us too and i think given recent uh recent developments that's a, that's become a very valuable channel for us and something where people have been buying more and more food and beverage certainly online and i think it's just given us such a rich relationship with our co consumers and we've learned so much from it we've had people buying ugly uh from los angeles to new york in every major metropolitan city here but also northern scotland uh southern cornwall in england and, and we're about to start selling products across europe as well so it allows us to learn and get data. And I just think that's something beverage companies hadn't done uh, before we started really getting into it. And we were in that first wave of companies and there's a few uh, who were really utilizing that. Um, the second question, I guess, in terms of the brand. Yes, um, we've always seen, always seen ourselves as a beverage company, but it really is a lifestyle brand. We didn't want to create a healthy brand that made people feel like they had to spend a fortune or was telling you to, to change something in your life or make a boring decision. The brand is all about a sense of fun, like you said earlier, a refreshing approach to, you know, beverage and doing things differently. And if we can make, you know, people of different backgrounds and people who've been soda consumers, you know, reconsider their drinks choices and go, oh, I like this brand. I like this tone of voice. I like what it stands for. Maybe I'll give it a go and wean themselves off a, a diet soda or a soda habit that they've had for 20, 30 years. I mean, that's what we're all about. So. Whether we can extend that into other categories in the future or other things that rile us, who knows? But certainly ugly stands against the status quo and the status quo is making a lot of people sick and unhealthy. So um, it's what we feel pretty passionate about and certainly of all ages as well. Um, uh, ugly is aimed at a younger demographic that's trying to avoid these things. But, you know, we're for everyone and uh, all walks of life ultimately. Yeah, and we'll definitely be you know, following and looking forward to what you're able to do down the road. Uh, when the orders do come in, you know, from across the globe, since you had already mentioned, typically brands will go from the States to the UK or into, you know, Europe and other markets, but you've kind of done it in reverse. Uh, do you still, you know, having been around now for a number of years, do you still get excited when you see orders come in from, you know, Dublin or wherever? Um, it, it, does it still, you know, kind of get you going like wow look at these people from all over the world that are, are really connecting with us and becoming consumers we're having an impact it's it's a great question i don't think anyone's asked me that before yeah i mean i still check the shopify app and look at you know not in a creepy way but i like to look at the addresses and the post the like zip codes and see what states people are in and it always staggers me that people have found out about this idea that joe and i had in you know a small apartment like years ago um the best feeling for me, other than like seeing our team grow and the team like fulfill their potential is when you see someone in the street carrying a can um, and they've spent month, their own money on it. And, I've, you know, every time I think someone in our team sees it, it's it's the rush that you do it for. Right. It's um, certainly if you see it in like a, a trash can or something like that as well. I mean, that's an amazing buzz. Um, so, yeah, that, those are the things where you're just like, wow, someone actually spent their money, which is, you know, money is very valuable, right? People work really hard for it. They spent their money. We solved a problem for them in that moment. And I think that's the most satisfying part of it, to be honest. Yeah. So I actually wanted to add something. Uh, a question I had was about your subscription delivery, which is available through your website. 
Now, I mean, we all know, you know, of course, people are buying things online, uh, making more purchases online than they ever have before, you know, for obvious safety reasons. But that is something that you guys had in place even before, you know, the last few months uh, since I would say here at least March or so. Is that right? Yeah, we've had it. We've had it in place in the UK for four years and in the US for since since day one we launched it. Yeah. I, I avoid and I and the team have always believed that um, people will buy more and more products online and we we wanted to be omni-channel people are still gonna buy beverages when they're thirsty right which could be anywhere um, but people are gonna discover new brands find brands that speak to them using the internet and on their mobile phones whilst they're sat watching TV and so it's somewhere we knew we needed to be certainly when we are like David versus Goliath when you're talking about us versus the big soda companies yeah absolutely um, and, you know, I guess with the subscription, the benefit is that you get that refill of your favorite drinks every, I believe it's 30 days. Yeah. So right now we offer 30 days. We're about to offer different frequencies. But the feedback we got before we started the business was people were just fed up of carrying cans of seltzer into their homes and like carrying it home for the grocery store. It's such a heavy thing that really you don't want to you just want to set it and forget it. So we started with subscriptions. Uh, we knew a lot of people drank a lot of seltzer at home, but actually we, we ended up adding a lot more flexibility to what we're doing uh, because we recognize that, you know, you have a few thirsty friends around your apartment and your your subscription's gone in a night. So we had to add more flexibility. And then um, we've actually added since then a lot of benefits for our subscribers. They have early access to our limited edition flavors. They get, you know, preferred pricing. They get early access to merchandise and other things that we've got coming down the line. So we still reward our subscribers so that people have stayed loyal to us, certainly for a long time at this point. But, um, you know, we're trying to bring as many people into what we're doing as possible and let them have as much flexibility. So subscription is a great way of just, you know, certainly if you're working from home right now, getting your, your cans of seltzer that have no kind of sugar and sweetener, something to keep you refreshed and hydrated during the day. Um, my fridge is loaded. Um, when I first started working from home, I had to increase my subscription size because I was spending so much more time here. So um, <laughs> I actually pay my own money for that too, right? I was that desperate. Um, I could probably give myself a decent code, but um, it's, you know, it's just something when the fridge is full, you're like, cool, I can have like four or five cans. Certainly when the weather's like it has been this week, you know, I'm just mm -hmm. churning through them. And um, yeah, just it's that moment of refreshment in the day. There's something about opening the can that uh, it's just great for subscribers. Well, don't worry. After this, we'll reach out to your people and see if we can get them to uh, set you up with a good deal. <laughs> now, that's great. I mean, the um, urban market especially struggles with that. You know, I, I live in a, a big city and I do have a vehicle, but most a lot of people don't have, you know, the ability to go to the store and then bring their things back and forth with them pretty easily. There's a lot of public transportation in your denser market. So, that home delivery, especially now, you know, is going to be crucial for everyone moving forward. I think we're seeing a, a shift that will kind of never get back to the way things were in all aspects of shopping. Um, so for you guys to have already decided that right out of the gate, you know, you can't be happier with that decision, I'm sure. No, it's, it's validated itself massively. And um, we've also been working on our Amazon business for a while as well because we know that people will find and buy products there too. Um, and, you know, our, our direct to consumer saw, you know, 500, almost 600 percent growth since March, but it was already growing as well. So um, yet to see how it plays out over the next like year to two years in terms of do people go back to buying retail, probably expect it to normalize a little bit. But I do think things have significantly changed and 
certainly if you look at my parents who've you know discovered new ways of buying products um in the last couple of years and i think there'll be lots of people across the country who've just realized how quite how convenient some of these things are right now All right so another question i had you know at least in the us there seems to be this trend of uh you know a rise in functional beverages so you know everything that we we drink or consume has to sort of do something for us mm -hmm. you know i know you mentioned that uh ugly drinks had just you know launched uh, an energy uh beverage as well which is fantastic um do you sort of see you know venturing into any other categories whether it's the the cbd trend uh if you can even still call it a trend at this point um or any sort of other like functional category uh, probably not in the immediate term. I think we, we, we're very excited about creating a lot more flavors and a lot more variety to what we're doing. Um, very pleased that we're playing in some of these subcategories. Uh, but I think ultimately, um, you know, we want to keep things very simple. And I think there can be confusion about some of these more far out um, or new ingredients. Um, certainly CBD and, you know, it's legal, legal, legalization of it. And, you know, in terms of mass retail, but also its efficacy in, in canned beverages is still, we're still working out. Um, but then I think, you know, really we were working back from a price point as well and thinking about what the consumer really wants. And I think our biggest aim internally was to remove sugar and the artificial stuff from the drinks. Um, if we can stop people drinking sugar, I think that would be a much bigger health impact than any of these kind of niche ingredients to the general population. So that's what we've been really focused on. Yeah, I could not agree more personally. Uh, I, I definitely enjoy the philosophy of, you know, take out the bad stuff before trying to add anything else. There's so uh, much sugar and even the, many of the, you know, new functional beverages are still high in sugar. And for me, it just defeats the object um, when, you know, there is so much of that kind of high fructose corn syrup or, you know, straight sugar in the beverages. Um, you know, that's what's making people feel tired. That's what's affecting immune systems. Certainly you look at COVID recently in terms of uh, the cor correlation between obesity and, and uh, the impact of that. I mean, it's just obvious that the world is addicted to sugar and needs to change. So hopefully we can do our bit, but it, you know, lots of brands need to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask uh, with all of this sort of innovation that's been going on, new flavors, uh, you know, new product lines with energy, what is next for Ugly Drinks? What's the next project you would like to see Ugly Drinks take over? Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, recently we launched uh, this, you know, our limited editions flavors work. So every month online, we launch a new flavor of Ugly. Um, and we've actually done that in development with the community of people that follow us. So we asked what everybody wanted. We looked at the wackiest, craziest ideas. <laughs> and we saw if we could do them and give the people what they want ultimately. So... We, we've just launched the first three flavors publicly. So we did a cherry cola flavored seltzer. We did a sour apple and we, did, we just launched our marshmallow flavor last week. And the response was amazing. We sold out of all of them within a couple of days. We then sent out surveys and the response was like super positive and full of suggestions for the future. So we've just locked in the next, you know, 10 to 12 months of those flavors. So there'll be something launching every month. Um, that could end up us being experimenting with different ingredients, different can sizes, different all sorts. And I think that's just really exciting that, yes, we're able to sell, um, you know, co our core classic flavored seltzers in big grocery stores, but also we're trying to react and use the internet to be to create some more customizability stuff and give people a little bit more fun and functionality. So 
I'm really excited about seeing where this goes for us because it feels like, you know, in, in flavored sparkling water, we have the ability to add any flavor you can imagine. Um, the marshmallow product just tastes incredible. Um, I couldn't believe it when I first tasted it for the first time. And we said internally, how, do, how can we get this out there? Um, so very excited to see where that takes us. And then, um, you know, we've just got a lot of this country to, to distribute products to. And we're working out exactly, you know, the COVID, COVID period's been, you know, good in some senses. We've, we've improved our business processes a lot. But I think in terms of, um, you know, really... Uh, building our retail business, we have a long way to go. And I think we've now got a much leaner, more efficient operation to go into next year and, and build out our retail side with. So hopefully people will start seeing us in their local stores in the next 12 months plus. We hope that for you too. Like Mike said, we'll be, uh, you know, we'll be watching, watching the brand and seeing where you guys go and, you know, how you expand in the future. Um, you know, it's, it's been a few years so far, but it seems like, uh, you guys are off to a very, very, very strong, uh, you know, start. Um, and especially in the U S a place that could certainly use some, uh, you know, different options for, for less sugar or no sugar, uh, and fewer calories. Yeah, and I agree. And I think just uh, a brand, brands that are lighthearted and authentic as well. There's so many healthy brands and products that have aspirational lifestyles that, let's be honest, most people can never stretch to uh, five yoga classes a week and everything else that goes with it. And um, just like little simple changes that are lighthearted, that don't cost you a fortune. That's what we're trying to do. We're not taking it too seriously. Like you say, we're not promising to keep people awake all night, etc. If anybody, if anybody wants to buy, they should use my code, um, UGLYHUE, in capitals, online, on UglyDrinks.com. We'll basically give you the best discount you can find anywhere on the internet. So um, don't tell anyone I told you that. <laughs> yes, please feel free to use it. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we certainly will. <laughs> well, thank you, Hugh, for joining us again. Uh, this has been fantastic. And uh, we look forward to seeing what Ugly Drinks is up to next. Of course. Yes having me thank you very much Hugh. we appreciate it and our listeners certainly appreciate that promo code of course thanks you thank you thanks for listening to this episode of let's talk nerdy you can find more information on ugly drinks and shop online at uglydrinks.com you can also follow them on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and youtube username at ugly drinks if you enjoyed this episode you can find more just like it on your favorite podcast platform or by visiting coolnerdsmarketing.com.